0: This is the One Step Better Podcast. Helping small businesses make wins each and every week. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the One Step Better Podcast. I'm Mike, and this is Matt. What's up? Thank you guys for listening. Matt, question of the week. We're going to jump right in. If you could create a Super Bowl commercial... For anything under the sun, you get to design it, create it, name it, the whole deal. What would it be? How would it look? What would your commercial be?
1: My first thought was like, it'd be really cool to do like the summer blockbuster of the year trailer, like, ah, like a, like, hey, this little snippet of this movie that everybody's been anticipating, just a
0: little bit. That's a really good answer. Have you seen the Taco Bell commercials that are like movie trailers? Yes. I want to see the actual movie that's attached <laughs> to these Taco Bell commercials. I kind of think of, like,
1: the Top Gun one where they've been kind of, yeah. like, well gun kind of, that's been moved back, like, three times, but, like, ooh, or a Star Wars one when like, they're going to just give you, like, the snippet yeah. of the net one. That kind of is, like, that one. And then you always – the classic ones, you know, the Apple one way back when or this year it was they have a QR code which shut down. Was it was at Coinbase, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, obviously you want to have one that's, like, the big hit, but, like, if you think about the biggest ones that ever happened. Like Apple, probably is the biggest one of you know, the 1984 George Orwellian one that cost a gazillion dollars to run and it was not super overly produced. And then you got like this year's Coinbase was literally just a QR code and that's all it showed.
0: I think it would be fun to design uh, an ad like that, though, that is going to get seen by a bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. I probably would not do a good job at it though I don't think no. I would make the list of hey this this is like the most memorable commercial it may be most memorable for how terrible it is well
1: I think you could go to the other extreme right and just do a total nerd out on and like just be like typical it guy yeah that'd be a good one like just typical nerdy pocket pector doing like a robot of? dance yeah yeah. It'd probably be better. Than and at the be.
0: very like last second, it flashes, Patrick Accounting. TikTok. Account
1: <laughs> is doing TikTok Oh, goodness dances.
0: gracious. You know, I think about advertising, and, and really what a company's trying to do there is get their point across on a little bit more than just their product a lot of time, but really a flavor of who that company is. Uh, and we try to do that a little bit, not through Super Bowl ads, uh, or even really traditional ads, but Uh, In all of the videos that we put out and all the social media stuff that we put out, any content that we create wants to try to communicate a little bit about our culture and who we are because we do try to fight the stereotypical accountant, nerdy, back office, whatever you want to call it people and our, our values, our culture really is, is how we do that. And so today what we're going to talk about is our consistency that is super, super important in both communicating and living out company values. And I think this is really important for any organization to understand because at the backbone of success is going to be both consistency and values. And when we can marry a consistent values across the entire board, uh, it's only going to do well for everybody involved. So, Matt, we have five core values that we communicate or try to communicate super, super often, Um, and everybody in our organization, for the most part, knows our core values. I think everybody does. Yeah, I was about to say, I said everybody for the most part. The reality is every single person here knows it. Yeah, I hope so. That's not even a, there's no question about it, but why is that, why is there no question about everybody in our world knows our values?
1: We repeat, 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 repeat. That's repeat. not why. Oh, yeah. I give out cash. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I
0: give out cash. <laughs> if you want to be consistent or if you want to get people on board with your values, throw yeah. a $100 bill behind. I, I, uh, as a way to reward new
1: employees for understanding who we are and also to celebrate that they know them, during our quarterly all hands, I usually say, if you've been here less than X, you know, depending on how many people are in the room, how I'll, I'll create a small group of people and go... The first one to send me values in a Slack or put them on a sticky note and put them on a desk, and we'll have a little contest about it. And I, the winner gets straight hard cash. It's pretty, it's amazing. People are into yeah. it, and and also this, the other teammates are help help yeah, them.
0: That's the part that I think I like about it the most. Yes, is that we are now at the at the point where our veteran employees, are hey, you may want are to know today. grooming our newer employees about they don't cuz i don't think i have ever heard anybody explicitly say hey you need to be ready in this meeting because you, this is what's going to happen but i have heard multiple times the it would be in your favor to know these values by this meeting or yes. something along those lines like hey that's fun is, to see yeah i think so it's awesome and and really in our world what that does is it kind of gamifies the process um, now we have a competition a friendly competition among new hires or that has turned into really a departmental war yes of i want to make sure my people are prepared for this moment versus your people are prepared for this moment in a friendly way um but it also allows us now that it's become such a fun game as part of our quarterly meetings it has given us a vehicle by which we're always going to talk about values in that quarterly meeting it is another way to be consistent Here's my, I, I think the, the thing that can frustrate me at times the most about leadership, is the this requirement. Is my list about me. Oh. No, 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 this is for me. This is just for me. <laughs> the requirement, like the that you have to do it of repetition especially as it relates super hard to values. It can drive me nuts. I, and it's like, you know what? I've said that once, but you don't remember. And now I have to say it again. Why didn't you just remember? If you just would have remembered all of this would have been fixed. And that's not fair to the people that I'm leading, but it's so stinking frustrating. It is
1: hard. It's like anything else is like, I've told my kids, you know, how many times to make sure they put their dishes in the dishwasher. Yeah. And yet their dishes are still in their room or their dishes are still on the counter. Like it's the same thing. It's the repetition. I would say what I like that we've done and try to hold the leadership team accountable to is we are consistently talking about values, preaching about values, celebrating when values are being lived out. We repeat it at every quarterly meeting. We pick a value and we talk about why that is a value. And then we, we want to make sure we're celebrating that and explain it. We go into a deeper why of why that's a value. And over the course of, you know, five quarters, we'll go through all the values. And that's kind of the repetition I've been on. As part of our Cloyd meetings, one of the values is going to be one of our themes that quarter. Yeah. Um, you know, we have tried to intentionally, you know, lived the idea that we're going to celebrate when values are being done all times. It doesn't need to be where it's on Thursdays we talk about values. It's every single time we talk about, see values, we should be celebrating it.
0: Why do you think, why do you think values are important? You know, we talk about, you know, we have five core values, but why do we have four core values? And how does that influence how this organization is ran on a daily basis? I look at that as the bedrock, right? So our
1: vision that you think about where you want to go in five years and why you're in business is super important. But your core characteristics of what you, of all the things you're, passionate about and the values you believe in and the skills and traits you want to have, that is the foundation of how you're going to hit your vision. And so I look at that as that is the bedrock by which we want to be living and breathing on how the work we want to do. I want people that want to challenge the way we're doing things or challenge a client to do better or um, put our teammates first above and beyond themselves, but also our clients. You know, if we put if we treat our teammates great and we are helping each other, our client wins, we win, and the team wins. And so it's a way for us to always be having some of those mindsets of what are we doing this for? And let's make sure we're kind of um, using that as our foundation to jump from.
0: I think about our values as non-negotiables. These are the things yep. that, uh, from a leadership perspective, we believe that is gonna make us successful in whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish. Uh, in business, if 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 somebody has these things, if, th- if these are innate values to them, their chance of success in a company like ours is going to be significantly enhanced. And it's more—it's alignment is really what it is. It's it, and we use our values as a filter for everything that happens. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I literally mean everything that happens here, everything from. Hiring, we're we're looking at. All right, we know these are the values. Does the person that we're sitting across from on the interview, do they align with what we value? Because if there's a red flag there, then at some point there's going to be some friction that's caused. That's going to result in that person not being happy or somebody not being happy with them. Uh, We believe these are the the like you said. You call it the bedrock. It's really the non-negotiables. You cannot work here unless you can be aligned in these things. Um, And so hiring is an easy way to filter out bad candidates or even it's typically filtering out good people who are probably have a good chance of success somewhere, just not here. But it gives us the framework to say that's not going to be a fit here. I I like the idea
1: of framework. It It is put the rules in place for us to make decisions from in a consistent manner. So as we're interviewing somebody, as we're developing somebody, hey, if we see that somebody has three values in their... Uh, they're living three of our values daily and two of them they need some help on and coaching on it allows us to create a framework to coach and develop them on hey here's a skill set i don't think you're doing great on that i wish you would do better and here are some ways i think that's shown up and here's how we can improve it yeah and that allows us to create a, a a systematized approach we know that these values mean that we can be successful and you can be successful here Let's make sure we're coaching and developing on those.
0: And, you know, performance management is a big thing that's talked mm-hmm. about a lot in different HR circles. And how does a small business specifically actually reward, recognize, encourage their their team members um, whenever you don't have a person that is maybe in a full-time or a department that is a full-time role of that's their job. And I think that, you know, from a rewards and recognition standpoint, values is where you start with that. Because, it, you know, if if you have a core value or a super important um, you know, part of your business is, you know, treating customers with the utmost respect and dignity and, you know, whatever. Customer's always right. It might be a core value of yours. It's not one of ours, but maybe, you know, somebody. And if you have an employee that is always going going above and beyond for their customers and they're super empathetic and always trying to find a way to, to make that customer's life even even better in every experience, well, they're aligning with that core value and you're going to reward that. And at the same time as if you have somebody who is always you know, bad-mouthing customers either to their face or behind their back or whatever, well, that's easy to call out on because you have a core value that says you violated who we are as a company. Yep. Um, and so it really is the, the foundation of being able to put performance management type of systems into place because if you don't know what you're actually trying to manage or, or measure against, then you're never going to hit it. But the reality is your people have to be aligned with the organizational Mm -hmm. values, or there's going to be, like I said earlier, points of friction with their leadership uh, around what their actual job looks like.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the things that start to come to mind are if somebody is not behaving or acting with your customers, with your teammates, with the work they're doing, um, communications, in our world, I look at, okay, which one of our values did they fail on? You know, if I look at, I'll say communications is a big one right they didn't communicate the way I wish they would have they didn't um, make sh- ensure that everybody was in the loop but that's a common one right um, you know did they own it did they own to make sure that the client in our world was informed the right way which we already know what that is um, I, I Go back to values to decide that i i go hey that's probably not as good as i or that's empathy for others i would not want to have been surprised with that email news question that would bother me so you should i'm assuming it should bother your client and so that thinking that through that's the that's where the value comes in that's where i can align a behavior to a value
0: yeah so where we started with this is you know is the frustration of having to communicate this stuff over and over and over and over yep. and over again Why do you think it's important to be consistent in how you apply your values across your organization? Um, Well, the first one is every
1: time we meet, the audience is different. Everybody comes from a different perspective. Um, You could have had a new situation come up that it becomes a coaching moment. The repetition drills in the fact that that's how we want everybody to behave all the time. The second thing is it allows us to prove our values over and over again. Our values by talking about it and repetitiously talking through it, I I think it allows us to the ability to go. This is still a hundred percent what we believe because we are constantly realigning that every single time we talk. Um, that's where I start.
0: How about you? Well, I, I think I start with from standpoint. If you, if you if you do not consistently communicate your values, you're opening up a door for people to implant their own values, and. Sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes it's a bad thing. Um, as a strategy, it's a really terrible thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, sometimes they'll get it right. Sometimes they'll get it wrong. And it's simply and, – and, you know, I think from a from an employee standpoint, you know, it's hard to be held accountable to doing something that hasn't been clearly communicated as it is wrong or inconsistent or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be frustrating from the employee's perspective to, for you know, your their boss to come in, my boss to come in and say, hey, look, Mike – you did X, Y, Z, and that's not how we should have handled that. And I may be thinking, well, no, nobody perfectly. told me that that wasn't okay to do, or I knew there was no creates such clarity. Yeah, it. it and so, uh, from a consistency standpoint, I think you hit the nail on the head. Every time that we've done this, and we, you know, we we do it. We've f- done the I'll official
1: say, exercise three or four times.
0: Well, I say when we formally, in a, formally, we we talk about values every quarter. Um, informally, we talk about probably every day, if not um, every day, at least every week. But formally, we talk about it every quarter, and you hit the nail on the head when you said, every single time we do this, different people are in the room. Um, Because we do have new hires that are coming on board, uh, or even sometimes we have people that have moved seats, and those Mm -hmm. values are the same, but how you apply those values may look a little bit different based on your job roles. Um, and it is super important for those new hires specifically to hear, I think from you and, and your seat as CEO, president, founder of look, these are, these are not just things that we say or put in our world. We put on the doors of every, your door in the office. We have it, you know, on the door. It, th- this isn't a tagline for us. This is truly how you behave. And whenever you don't know what to do. You need to, you know, your decision-making criteria, your filter of which, how you're going to act on something that you haven't been told explicitly or trained on explicitly is going to filter through, does it meet and follow and line up with these values? Absolutely. Uh, And so it's the, where there is a lack of clarity, there's confusion, right? To be unclear is to be unkind. And ultimately that's going to lead to employee frustration, dissatisfaction? Friction. It's friction. friction. It's,
1: yeah. it's a potential for friction. Yeah. Anytime someone doesn't understand how we should handle something, how we expect them to communicate, how we expect them to, hey, this client sent me this notice. What should I do? Well, I'll tell you what. You, first of you, you own it. That's number one. It's yours. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. You make sure it's going to get handled. You make sure it's good to the proper place. You made sure it got handed off appropriately. You communicated to the client that the, the pain that we understand they're feeling we don't want them to get a notice here's how we're going to resolve it that's all lines exactly with values yeah i um the exercises we've been going through lately we have a couple clients that have signed up for our hr services uh for uh and and, and we've been going through some processes with them which is the first one is identifying vision values so that we can create a framework for them to interview people from and have characteristics that they want to um, measure from that has been an intriguing exercise for both us to do as a service, but also as a reminder of why we're doing it on our own. Um, we've been through, like I said, the exercise of reviewing our values to make sure that they are exactly aligned with what we want. We've done it three or four times over mm-hmm. the years. And they sometimes we've taken a small tweak to them over the years, but we haven't tweaked them in the last couple of years. The last time I think we have them pretty refined yeah. now But I do think it is important for us to continue to do that exercise on a routine basis. I also think that the praising in public when values are being lived out the exact way you want them to be is so important because it aligns again with this is who we are. This is and who it's, we are. It's
0: positive reinforcement for the rest of the team. Correct. Uh, you know, if, if Anna does a great job doing something, uh, let's say one of our, our core values is challenging it, yep. which in our world means status quo is never okay. That we're always going to look to do something better. And so if Anna comes in and says, Hey Mike, this video camera, cause she's our videographer. She's the one that produces this podcast. She may come in and say, this video camera isn't sufficient for something that we're trying to do. Mm. Um, do we need to go rent something different or maybe we need to buy something a different piece of equipment that's something that in our world we praise because hey you know what you recognize that you didn't you weren't equipped or didn't the right have the right tools stuff for the to job. Do your job and mm-hmm. you said we need to fix this yep that's something that's praiseworthy in our world because yep. a lot of people would just say it's what I got and I got to deal with it. And so whatever. And that is something that is frustrating here. If you need something and don't say that you need something, or if you have an inadequate tool set and you don't say that it's inadequate, or if something is completely broken and you have found 18 workarounds (laughs) to do one thing, that is something that will cause frustration with your leaders here because it is in direct violation of our core values of challenge it, make it better. Well. And I'm going to praise,
1: different. I'm going to praise Anna right now. I like that whole process. So when she, when she started with us, it was, here's, she did a very strict inventory of what we have. She gave me a very detailed list of what she wanted. She, I gave her a login to Amazon and said, build a cart. And she goes, here's why we need all these things. It was, she owned it. Yeah. She challenged it. She made sure it happened. It was great. And so like, that was, Hey, wow, that was Awesome. That's exactly how I'd want that to be done. Yeah. Um, it's it an perfect. entrepreneurial flair. Yeah. Thanks, yeah.
0: <laughs> Good job. Way to go. Uh, yeah. But we can't praise her too much. Yeah. Big, yeah. big head, yeah. ego, right. problem. You got to balance we're... that out with. Yeah. You know, yeah. keeping keeping her in line. Yeah. This
1: room's only so big.
0: And <laughs> so it. Yeah. I, I do. I think that is super important to remember. Is is the things that you praise is the things that your people are going to repeat. Yep. Yep. And when you do that from the perspective of these are, these are bedrock foundational values, beliefs, characteristics that, that as an organization we hold dear, you're going to start to see those things get repeated. The thing that I like that we do in uh, about the HR stuff is, you know, we see HR as a strategic component of mm-hmm. a uh, company. For so long, that's not how the world has viewed HR. It's a um, check the box that this got done. It's for. a compliance driven slash therapy slash administrative function of, of a business. And, uh, very few organizations see it as this is a strategic component. That's actually going to be the rocket fuel that mo- moves my organization forward. Um, and that's how we see it. We see mm-hmm. it as it's a, it, there is an opportunity there in that HR department to influence every single person in your company that is ultimately, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats, type of mentality. And we do that from the first thing that we start with is what are your core values? Let's define those. Greg is doing a workshop with um, some home care companies in Florida uh, where they're actually going to go through this exercise. And I think that's so critically important. If you are an organization that does not understand or know or have written down, clearly communicated to all people on your team, your core values, everything else is going to be a little bit of Influx, trying to figure it out. We're making it turns it up as everything go. else kind of subjective, is the way I look yeah. at it.
1: We've talked about this before the idea of objectifying the hiring process or objectifying the development process or um, knowing who you are. So, how could I possibly put a consistent interview process in place if I don't have a way to actually have a consistent judgment of how I'm going to decide who's going to interview, what questions we're going to ask? Well, it's the same thing with. How do I even know what characteristics I'm looking for if I haven't put it down on paper? And yeah. so, and and you have to think about how that permeates through the whole organization. So in our world, I think of HR is really it's HR, but it really is the, it's an alignment team. It's the hey, we are going to put this umbrella over top of the whole thing of here is who we are, and we're going to find people that match that. And so yeah. that's where interviewing to me comes in. Yeah,
0: and I think from from an ownership perspective, how many times have you? Like beat your head against the wall because there's just something about that person that is, you know, a little Not bit frustrating, right. and Not I don't, right. I can't really put my finger on what it is or or why or Cause how. Is now
1: my time to give my questions for you, Mike
0: case. Yeah, but yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Um, but that does happen. Yeah. And and understanding it's really kind of self awareness, understanding the owner's core values because that's going to influence the company as a whole. If if you think that as an owner, you can have things that you hold dear that is in conflict of what the company that you actually are running holds dear, ugh, that's never going to work. And well, so you are... have to be able to understand that so that whenever that person does frustrate the fire out of you, you can kind of point to, all right, what is it about me that that's really keying into?
1: Yeah. That process that we go through with with a clients are building their core values then we do what's called what we call the lifeboat exercises. okay. I want you to basically grade your team that you existently have on how they are living your values. You may do it a score to one to five it could be, they're doing it or they're not doing it, or there's inact. you know, it's, it's, it's neutral. They don't really have a way that they're doing it, but that gives you a chance to evaluate your team against how they're actually living the values of the organization. And that also identifies your coaching opportunities. It identifies, oh, we have a big problem. This person is not living any of our values. We have got to either coach up or coach out. It allows us to get it, create alignment. And so all that stuff is along with this. Like well, I can say that it's that bedrock, the foundation of who we are, allows us to create a consistent methodology to make sure our people are aligning exactly with the values we want yeah. or, or the business we want to run.
0: And for a company that's growing, that becomes even more and more and more important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The the people that we are doing this for a lot of times they have an owner who has been in that role and they see the values that they want to have. And they've done a good job of probably hiring the right people that they're directly working with. As your organization though goes, a lot of times that that interview process or the hiring process gets handed off to somebody else who may not have been the original person who had the vision. And because it's not written down, it's hard to be consistent. And what some person sees versus another person sees may be different. We've had this come up a lot. When this person interviews them, we get really good hires. If that person's not in the process, it doesn't always work out as well. Or if that person's in the building, then the business runs great. If that person is not in the building, then it's not as good as yeah. it could be. Well,
0: what that, is it about? You that have person? not
1: aligned some things. Yeah. And also that person has values and
0: characteristics that you think are what makes you guys successful. You need to write those down. Yeah, because it, it, it does. It has a long-term play. It's the stair set mentality of yep. in order to get to that next step, what do I need to change? And a lot of times as a from, if you're a growing business, what needs to change is a handoff of some of the core responsibilities and, uh, task that maybe a president founder owner like yourself would yep. have handled and now it's oh I look up and either I have plans to you know go even bigger or I have look up and it is I don't even know what I have anymore because it's kind of gotten away from me and it's all right so I need to start to hand off some of my authority and leadership to somebody else well at that point if you, mm-hmm. you can't do that without having a good understanding of your core values
1: one of my biggest rubs over the history of me being an owner has been the that person's not doing it the way I would have done it yeah. You know why? I never told them how I would have done it. I've shown them, or I've done it that way, and I explained explain them just to know it. Well, I need to make sure that we're coaching and developing along the same lines of, here's how I would have handled that. The actual process of how I handled it doesn't have to be the same. The outcome is the reason why. I want, the outcome, I want to be the same. Yeah. The, you know, My world is, I wanna take super care of our customers, and I wanna make sure they have clear understanding of what we're doing for them. They understand what we're doing for them. Um, I wanna make sure that we don't surprise them, uh, that we're overly communicating. Well, then that needs to be something we talk through. Like That needs to be how we handle that. That situation yeah. can be driven back to
0: values. And I have to have that person in a role that – not in a role. I have to have that person in alignment with what we actually believe and feel and uh-huh. understand as what yep. is the right thing to do. Correct. Which, again, everything kind of goes back to – values yep, in that way. Absolutely. Uh, and so my encouragement for you guys listening, if, if you do lead an organization, whether it's a, just a, a team or a department, or if you are a business owner who gets to run the entire show, um, think through when is the last time that you actually communicated formally to all employees, all of the values that you guys hold dear, um, if you have them at all, if you don't have them at all, that's where you need to start. You obviously need to get yep. your leadership team together uh, and start to think through what is it about this company that is that, that what we're going to be known for. How are we going to operate that type of stuff? Um, uh, but if you have those already in place and you haven't communicated them over and over and over again to the point where you are just sick of saying the same words – then you haven't done it enough. Yep. Consistency is key. This has to permeate entire in the entire organization in order for it to be successful. Absolutely. So you haven't done that, go do that today. Send out a, a quick video to all your people, reiterating all the core values, and this is why it's important, uh, and thank them for what they're doing uh, inside your company. It'll pay dividends. Thanks everybody, have a lovely day, and we'll talk to you next time on the One Step Better podcast. Thanks for listening to the One Step Better podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you would take some time to rate us five stars on your podcast player of choice and make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss out on another episode. Thanks and have a great day.